Hello and welcome to Jam Presents, a podcast series by me, Mike Groves, and a good mate of mine, Jason Cripps. This time, we're heading back to Camp Pleasant for Season 2 of Killer Camp. Killer Camp, Season 2, Episode 5, nearly didn't happen this week because we've just had about 45 minutes of disaster with recording equipment. Absolute technical issues. <laughs> but we got there, and it's Double Murder Day, DMD. And to be fair, felt like a really good episode. As with every episode, we're reminded at the start of the previous departures, Kaylee's arrival on the island, and the vote-off from a few episodes ago. We're also reminded that Valentina is dead, and that campmates find it weird not having her around. They're chatting in their usual groups, and Gabe and Lindy are getting very cosy. Clyde suggests that when Gabe offered, Lindy jumped at the chance of getting into Gabe's bed, but she tells him it takes two to tango. The moment Gabe invited you to his bed, you were just like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just like, let's go. You just oh marched God. right over. It takes two to tango. Thanks yeah. yeah. so to tango. Thanks to tango. Side note, just because I made a note, do you remember the uh, the tango advert that got banned? What when the the little fat man used to run up and slap <laughs> people? An you know when you've been tango. Yeah, I think I think that was like I think like my primary school. Yeah. Primary school time? I think primary school had to like send a letter. I'm sure everybody parents. got briefed on it. Yeah, to not tango like, you just, people. You can't yeah, to, to tango people. You can't just go up and <laughs> slap people. But it wasn't a slap, was it? It was like a double handed slap. It was a doof, 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 like um front and back hand, wasn't it? Was doof, it? Doof, doof. Or was it just a cup round the ears like that? Yeah, I think it was a oh. I think it was a like a double handed bang around the oh, around That's the head. probably me misremembering then. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they changed it. They 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 lowered the slap. <laughs> Killed too many people. So. I love how, like, if you said to someone of oh, our age, "Oh, like, what is it to get tangoed?" Someone would know. Yeah, yeah. If you, how how can you tell someone's of a certain age? You got to think. How how does these things like progress through different schools? It's like one kid moves school to pass it on to another school, <laughs> then to pass it on to another <laughs> yeah. school. You know where you've been tangoed. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, aside from that, Clyde says that he was just getting to know Valentina and build on their relationship. And then she's just wiped out. At this point, I'm still convinced that he killed her. So, this, I mean, I know they were getting close. But I didn't realise they were that close. Yeah, I know. Clyde's been trying to play it off as cool and stuff. But yeah. But then we only get to see 40 minutes every 24 hours, don't that, we? That, yeah, that's true. Bella is prepared to give Kaylee what for, should she start a beef with the others, like she had with Valentina. And now Kaylee's suggesting that Bella could be the killer. Was the fishy clue about her fishing for compliments? Just as they're talking about what lies ahead, Bruce chains the campmates into the dorm that Lindy has gone fishing on the end of the jetty. Right, right. First off, right, I don't know if you noticed, but what's her name? Maura. Maura. It's because my auto correct corrects the different names. <laughs> so, um, she we- she's wearing like a a, a blue t shirt. What everyone else is wearing yellow. Oh, is that killer behaviour? Is, is that killer? Is that the killer t shirt? I don't. I, I just think they. But I love how Lindy, like, well, first off, love seeing Bruce again. Yeah. And in, in the day, and like, and like a random event, an awful random event. Um, but I love how he's like, Lindy gets killed, but it's like fish, like, like she does that every morning. Yeah. Like, like she gets up, she's like, oh, Lindy's just doing a, a daily, a normal daily just, fish. She's just catching the fish in the lake. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. And this way, she walks down there onto the onto like the pier, and, and they're banging the window and shouting. Yeah. And, and she's, she's just, just, oh, she's like, oh, there's a fishing rod here. Rather than leaving it, she's like, I'll just pick it up and start fishing. 
It could have been that she goes to get the or takes the boat out to go and pick up the milk or whatever. But no, she goes for a daily morning fish. Fish. When she's wiped out, we see Gabe is actually on his own, isn't he, at the window. So the group are all by the doors. He's gone to stand by the window. I think I think Gabe grabs a hockey stick to defend himself. <laughs> firstly, because, it, yeah. Is it to defend himself or to fight Bruce off of Lindy? No, no, because Lindy's outside at this point. Yeah, true. I don't know who Lindy is. And when we see her taken, when she's wiped out, mate, her blood and her bandana rise into the surface. Oh, it's so good. It's such a good kill because I can't even think where Bruce came from. It's like he rose up out the, <laughs> out the lake. It's very like Friday the 13th. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a Jason Voorhees feel going for this. Yeah, it was good. And it's it's great later on when we see the bracelet that she made with Gabe floating in the lake too. Yeah, I did do think, obviously, because he mentions it, do you think they thought, oh, find the bracelet, just chuck it in and just film it, film it floating for a bit? Yeah. It's <laughs> a good B-roll. Do you think this means, though, that the killer was told to pick someone for the... F- for the first kill on Double Murder Day and they re- went right for the person that Gabe was getting close to? Or could it mean that Gabe is the killer and only got close to Lindy in order to folks. pull off, like, yeah, one of the best kills so far? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Although Gabe suggests it's someone who's jealous of his and Lindy's relationship. Mora challenges why she's the prime suspect and the group rightly point out that it's because of her not taking immunity from SJ the day before. She talks some absolute nonsense about being set up all the way through and she felt that because the killer would want to keep her in, she felt that she was safe, which is just rubbish. This killer has set me up since day one. If you're the killer, you're going to keep me in because everyone thinks I'm the killer anyway. Anyway, SJ's quote. Maura is my prime suspect. Regardless of if she's the killer or not, to be honest, I can't stand her. She's the shadiest person I've ever met. And then that's where we get Bella saying... What the fuck? Yeah. To Maura's accusation on framing her. I have suspicions about Bella. What the fuck? Along with some decent arguing between Bella, Syrah, Kaylee and Gabe. I, this this whole thing is incredible. And Bella telling Kaylee, bitch, nobody wants your face here. And then Gabe, I'm not sure what he I, says. I miss that. But is it something along the lines of, I'm retweeting that? Or I'm sure she said... Bitch, nobody wants your face around here. And then Gabe's along the lines of, "Yeah, I'd be re- retweeting that or something like <laughs> who says, that." Who's that? Who says that in real life? Is that like when people say "lol" in real life? Yeah. And, and hashtag. <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> yeah. If you if you agree with someone, you'd be like, "Yeah, retweet." <laughs> there's there's this proper drama at the start of the episode, and I I love it. It's it's really made for a decent episode, and I feel like a lot better than I did after last week's episode because um we said it was a bit of a somber mood, really, wasn't it? it wasn't wasn't a great episode, but now nah, this one really brought it back. Fuck up. To me, is seeking attention. Bitch, nobody wants your face here. Retweet on that last part. I definitely agree with that statement. Like there's a um a sort of a Lindy montage as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, moment. there is. <laughs> and then we get Gabe, don't we, retrieving the bracelet? <laughs> Until then, Bobby breaks it all up by calling them down for the cash game. Yeah, and he's just he just sat there, isn't he, looking all somber? Yeah. Did you see the uh, backflips? I think it was by Syrah. So when they're called yeah, down to the cash game. Is that killer behaviour? I'm pretty sure. sure it's... Yeah. yeah. Been, I thought it, I thought it was going to be SJ initially. <laughs> yeah, everything they do. Is that killer behaviour? Yeah. Oh, she's, not, enough, um, not enough backflips. Opening a door with her right hand. Is that killer behaviour? <laughs> the game they're playing anyway is called Seesaw. 
It's quite literally that, a giant seesaw where campmates balance on a looped pole again above a gross pool of water and answer questions about campmates in a most or least type question. I didn't really understand what the hell they meant until the game started, but there's more than five grand available in this game. Initially, for $500, they need to show who is the most and least honest and put themselves in that order. No idea what's going on at this point and thought that surely just stay in the order that you're in and just say that's how you feel. You know, make it easy on yourselves Mm -hmm. and just go, yeah, this is how we feel. It's all subjective at the end of the day. However, because Gabe was chosen as most honest, honest, he now gets off the seesaw and has to answer questions and the group need to reflect Gabe's most and least preferred campmates that he puts on the board without knowing what Gabe's actually chosen. Before we get into the questions that are asked, fair play, Gabe says he's the most honest. And I think he is, in that he says it how it is all the time, and he will openly admit, look, I'm the douchebag. I'm here to cause you problems. I'm here to piss people off. That's what I'm going to do. But I've got a question for you and a bit of a theory. When they got on that seesaw, they got on one at a time or a few at a time, and they were in an order, and Gabe was already on the end that was most honest, right? He was already on the most side. Mm -hmm. Was this done intentionally? Because they wanted him to be the player that was going to be on that side, knowing either he's had a word in his ear because he's the killer, or knowing that he won't, uh, no one will argue with him if he's in that position. What I'm asking is, if Gabe was in the centre or on the end of least, would he have said, fuck you all, I'm the most honest, I'm going on the end? But because he's there already, it's easier for him to stay there. Exactly that. And it just made me think, you know what? With Lindy going and Gabe being positioned on that end, is that telling us something? Or am I just reading into it too much? I don't know. Yeah, you've got a good point. Some of his um but some of his picks for people seemed okay, I think. Yeah, and I think he was I think he was fairly honest. And we'll go into each well, there one. There we go then. <laughs> that's why he's on the end. Yeah, and that's probably why he's there. Each round's worth a grand and there are five in total. The first one is around who Gabe most and likes sharing the dawn with. Easy choice. He's always going to pick Clyde as his most favourite person and Kaylee as his least. It would have been more interesting if Lindy was still in because then he'd have actually chosen between Lindy and Clyde. But, you know, that's gone now. Well, that's maybe why he killed her. What, because he knew this game was coming up and didn't want to have to... He is, is, yeah, it's a bit of a love triangle going on. Mm. Well, not really a love triangle, just he doesn't know where where his loyalties lie. Yeah, true. With Valentina gone the night before as well, makes it a lot easier for him. So then the campmates have two minutes to decide what Gabe's put on the board. And let's be honest, they're going to nail that really easy. It means they win a thousand bucks for camp. Next, Gabe has to choose who are the most and least funny. And that's a great round. Gabe chooses Syrah as the least funny and Bella as the most. The campers, though, think that Jade is the most funny and that Maura just she just gives up herself, doesn't she? And just decides I'm going to be the least. And Bobby proper burns her when she's walking along to that end. And she's like, yeah, I'm probably the least funny. I'll go on that end. And Bobby's like, yeah, I can see why you think that. <laughs> Laura, where are you going? To the very end. I'm the least funny. I can see that. And whilst they maintain balance, they get the order wrong. So the killer this time wins a grand. The next round is the most and least intelligent. He chooses the same as the campmates. Clyde on the most intelligent end with Mora on the least. And the campers get another $1,000. Just on this point, and I don't have the list to hand, but I will dig it out for a later episode. You know, I mentioned before where 
you know, they've got the jock, they've got the cheerleader, they've got all these different stereotypes, they've got mm-hmm. these archetypes or whatever. They actually have them. And I think they were on the website. I've been tweeted about it, but I didn't want to dig into it because I don't want to know about, you know, I don't want to look myself on like Wikipedia or anything like that. But they do. And Mora is the dim one. Like that's her, that's her name. What? I'm fairly certain Mora was the dim one. So she was always going to be on that end, wasn't she? You know, you know. Obviously, when they they, they turn up or they get cast for Killer Camp, mm. and there's some that obviously suit those roles slightly better than others. Like yeah, of course. Gabe, because, because of his physique and that, obviously he's going to be the jock and that. Mm. Imagine turn up and they're like, oh, um, all we've got left is the dim one, so that's going to be you. Yeah. All we've I'll got like. Is- no, like come on, you can surely come up with something else. Like, we've 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 actually got um inbred. Are, is that are you alright? You can be the, you can that? be the inbred or the or the dim one. Like, <laughs> or you can be both. Awful. Oh, we've got um we've got hillbilly with no teeth, but it does mean we're going to have to remove some of your teeth. Oh, <laughs> what I would say about that last round about being the most and least intelligent, we've then put in Clyde on the end of most intelligent. He makes a fucking stupid comment later on and it wound me up for someone who's su- supposedly intelligent. Now, maybe being intelligent in this group of people, I I don't know, maybe you don't have to be a genius, but he does say something and I think, oh, mate, you've just let yourself down there. What we'll get onto it. I'll, I'll get onto it. They get a bit excited about the win there yeah. and one of the campers on the end that Clyde stood jumps off or slides off and Bella's the culprit. This is, yeah, well... What- I've only watched it once. Mm. It looks like Bella just gives up a little bit, yeah. And I, but I, I think why well, it is, it's meant to be a bit of a, a slippery. Um, but she didn't really need to move at that point. That's the thing. No. If it was like during the challenge of moving, then yeah. But there was definitely something in that from Bella. Mm-hmm. Kaylee hurts her back at this moment, and has to stand down for the rest of the task. Well, not only the task, the episode. Anyway, Gabe is then asked. Who are the most and least likable campmates? He can't choose Kaylee anymore. I think he would have if she was still on the poll. But he picks Mora as the least likely, uh, least likable and Jada as the most. Campmates think SJ or Jada are the most likable and Mora is the least. And they lock in their answer with Jada as the most. And they do it. But they don't manage to balance for a full five seconds. So the killer takes the money. But this is where SJ and Jada are in the war. Yeah. For a long time. Yeah. And Moira stands up for SJ saying that he he tried to help her balance when he was the other side. Because yeah. at this point, like, SJ's getting a lot of hate. Oh, massive. And it was all this was all constructed again. This once again is Gabe this, and This is Gabe Clyde. and Clyde ganging yeah. up to yeah, force people out. I think the shock will come when one of those two is the killer and that'll be fantastic. So Gabe is asked who he thinks is the most likely and least likely killer, the killer. And this is great because earlier on, he said he was only going to reveal this if and when he had immunity. And, you know, he could talk bullshit and put anyone down to throw others off the scent. Anyway, he chooses Jada as the least likely and SJ as the most likely. And Mm. either this is to win himself an extra grand as the killer because no one's going to guess that, or he's trying to present himself, uh, prevent himself from being killed. Either way, fucking great question at this time in the game. Yeah, yeah. But also, I think we know that Gabe and Clyde are talk. teaming up. Are yeah, talk. because yeah. Clyde straight away knows yeah. that you've got to put and, SJ. And and if their if their agenda is SJ, 
<clears throat> then he's going to put SJ. Mm. And then they have they have a little talk, like a, a little talk after this game, don't they? Yeah. Where Gabe and Clyde are both sort of influencing the others. And I think it's Clyde even says that, that they're planning to vote SJ out. Yeah. It just, sort of, sort of, it just sort of plants that seed in others' heads. And that's it because he said something along the lines of there's a there's a, a vote off tomorrow. And then in the next episode we watch, mm. there's going to be a vote off. And that's exactly what they're trying to do. They're trying to get SJ voted off next. But just by dropping that in, oh, that's what we're doing. And when you see how strong Clyde and Gabe are, others will follow that. You think I need to? I need to be because in that we clip. need to. We need to be in that. Yeah, mm. we don't. We don't want to be outcast like SJ has been. But is that because they think SJ is the killer, or do they think SJ is quite strong? Or yeah, is he a strong character, or is one of them leading the other astray? Is exactly, this yeah. Clyde really manipulating Gabe, or vice versa? Mm. Anyway, they screw it up because they can't stay on the pole. And after the task. You know, we do hear the in-depth detail of as, as to why they think SJ could be the killer because he's in both the groups. He's everybody's friends. And and I put here, I really hope future Mike isn't reporting on SJ's death later in the podcast. Thankfully not this episode. We end this task finding out that the killer has now won almost 11 grand thanks to winning three today. And the campers have just over nine grand, only taken two and a half thousand in this task. Incredibly, after the reveal that we've just spoken about between Gabe and Clyde and SJ, it's flipped the entire show upside down. SJ is broken now. Mm-hmm. Others begin to warm to the idea that he's the killer. And as you mentioned, with that vote off in the next episode, it's all been orchestrated by Clyde and Gabe. And it's working into their master plan once it again. It does feel like they need to have a celebrity couple name. You nearly sunk one in then. I nearly went Clabe, didn't I? Yeah. Is it Guide or Clabe? Clabe. 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 That's it until the very end now. I'll try and drop that in when I can. Gabe does say that he's one half of Clabe. <laughs> Immunity is vital for me and Clyde, the other half of Clabe, in order to protect the rest of the campmates. And it's just fuck off. In order to protect the rest of the campmates. No, it's to protect you guys. It's to get you guys into the final. It's a game plan. Don't pretend. And that's what they were saying, is that it's in order to protect the rest of their campmates. And some of them will put all their faith into these guys. And it's just, it's disgusting. Having a voice in this scenario right now, immunity is vital for me and Clyde in order to protect the rest of the campmates. Anyway, they are heading back to the lake for today's immunity game. You know, when I first saw that seesaw, I thought, right, there's there's the task just outside the lodge. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we'll have a task in the lake. <laughs> And I was not disappointed. <laughs> the episode where there's not a task in the lake, I think we're going to be... Uh... It's when the lake's dried up. <laughs> it's where they do winter season, it's frozen. Yeah. Because this is murder season, remember? That's true. They have their inflatable animals and they're going to play I Know What You Did Last Sumo. I mean, it's a bit of a stretch. But then I look back at all the other ones because a lot of them are based on film names. And Seesaw, was that really called Seesaw just because of the film Saw? anyway i know what you did last sumo kaylee is out injured therefore not playing she also can't win immunity but she can still be picked by the winner what um what do you feel about this game i felt that it was massively unfair i felt that they didn't have enough rounds there were Mm -hmm. there were too few rounds in that i was surprised that it wasn't more of a head-to-head or knockout type thing. It was very much just like, right, you two are fighting. Oh, you're now out. And then rather than like the winner of game one and game two playing, it was just a free-for-all. Like, what the fuck happened? I I would have thought, was it because Kaylee stood out? It was meant to be 
winner from one plays winner from two. Yeah. And then winner from three plays winner from four, but they I'm couldn't. not sure, but as soon as as soon as I saw it, I thought, right, they've on the platform, it's obviously slippery on the platform, but it doesn't matter because any bit any physical task Gabe's always you're, gonna you're win. You're gonna and with strength, you're all like Gabe is the favourite. Always. Always it, gonna be it the was favorite. a lot like Carl in the last series. He was always yeah. gonna win those strengths. The phys- the there were a few ones. there were one or two others that would put up a good fight in the last it's, series. It's like doing a basketball one and saying, or oh, the tallest person. It'd be like me playing you at basketball, mate. Yeah. Yeah. I've got no chance. It, it seems re- very one-sided. And I, I even said it in my notes. I said, right, Gabe must have this. Like, as soon as, as, soon as it started, Gabe must, Gabe must have this. Yeah. It was, all, it was always on the cards. I did think, because we don't need to go in all the rounds, but what I did think is Jada was putting up quite a good fight. Mm-hmm. I thought she was going to do really well. The other thing I should point out is, yeah, ultimately, Gabe won. But... When Clyde and Gabe are paired up, Clabe. I think I think it shows a a, a, a counselor room interview with with Clyde. Yeah, and he says that uh, Gabe's a high level football player. Yeah, he did. He did. I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah, because there's one thing I know about high level football players is is all that lubed up platform training they do <laughs> in inflatables. Yeah, he's bound you to know, be good because he's always wearing a swan rubber ring. You know, because like, the, the things you could have said, you said, right, yeah, because it's, it's, you know, because he's athletic. Fits it. Yeah, oh, he's quite strong. <laughs> you know, oh dear me, Gabe. I mean, he's constantly on the gas pedal. He's a high level football player, and you saw that out there. I mean, we get to the final, don't we? Because it's all over so quickly. They shove each other off the platforms really quickly, and. Clyde ultimately wins when he faces Jade, uh, Jada and Syra in the final. Gabe's victorious and gets his immunity woggle and gives the other one to Clyde. So Clabe have got the immunity woggles. And this is what got me because they're in the um they're in the counselor's office together, right? <laughs> Sat on each other's lap. Sat on each <laughs> other's lap. And Clyde says because I'm, I'm pretty sure actually Gabe says along something along the lines of, "Oh, we're 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 you know not to be messed with." Or there's two, you know, he basically saying that we're the two strongest or something along those lines. Or but he bats it up, and then Clyde then ruins it by saying, "Sherlock and Holmes, <laughs> you absolute like <laughs> like that is forever immortalized in TV." <laughs> Sherlock and Holmes, no. That's one that's, person. That's one person. Maybe they are one person. Maybe they're uh, maybe Clyde. slowly, yeah. <laughs> slowly forming into one being. Ah, hello. My name is Clive Gabington, <laughs> or Gabe Clydington. I don't know. It's just a dynamic duo at the end of the day. Yeah, man. <laughs> Sherlock and Holmes. When it's all over, Bobby tells them to all go back to camp. He wants to drink lake water and get a parasite, so he doesn't feel so lonely. Bless him. I feel sorry for Bobby. Back at camp, they all catch up. SJ apologises to Maura, and that was a really decent oh. moment. And then SJ says he's a strong, innocent killer. And I am actually quite a strong, innocent killer. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> a plot twist again. I got him! He's a killer! Oh, my days. Like it's so good. I, honestly, I, obviously, we don't know how this is going to end. If he's the killer... And he lets slip. That is so good. It's fantastic. Because I think I'm, I'm, we haven't touched on it, but earlier in the uh, episode, when Bobby says to him, are you, are you already to win money? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, is the killer ready to win money? And it's yeah. all silent. He's like, oh, oh. nearly <laughs> fell for it. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, <laughs> I'd love it if one of them went, yeah, oh, no. Yeah. 
Gabe and Kaylee are still going at it. I can't be asked with their arguing, to be honest. They just sit in, insult each other all day. Uh, it made me laugh, though, that Kaylee thinks Gabe is the way he is because he could never get a girl like her. She also, like, she explains that like, Gabe's one of these simple ones that, like, live on a farm and has all these... Oh. And he's, he's like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Sounds good. Yeah, you live on a farm with all your dogs and your kids. And yeah, I was like, thinking... Yeah. Yeah, that does sound good. It's not the end of the world, is it? No. <laughs> it's funny how Kay- Kaylee obviously brings up um, the fact that he's called Bella uh, Umpa Lumpa. Yeah, we hear um, another reference. But also that he thinks Moira's got a, a big forehead. Yeah, where did that come from? I hadn't heard that one yet. No. Anyway, Bobby calls them down to the campfire and we see them getting ready and we hear that SJ is feeling a bit safer as the killer shouldn't pick him whilst Clyde is being quite shady again. Around the campfire, we learn that Clabe think that it's SJ based on the fish clue and the designer clothes. And See, SJ... That's a stretch. I think that's a stretch. Yeah, but then like, he's the... got a Louis Vuitton bag, hasn't he, or something like that. Yeah, but when, when Clyde says it, I think you're fishing yourself. Well, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and SJ fires back and says, Clyde called Mora out the other day too and just suspects that one of the... He, he, SJ suspects that either, you know, one of Clabe are the killer. Now, it does strike me as odd that, or interesting that, you know, when whenever Clyde gets called out, that's who he goes after. Mm. Because he's, he, he he says, sorry, he says obviously fishy because you're a good swimmer, you know. Mm. Which is, I mean, it's a shit clue if that is publicly related. Yeah, it should be like you're fishy because you you're always eating tuna. Like that's all you eat. <laughs> yeah. Stink of tuna. Stink tuna. Yeah. So Bobby mentions Sherlock and Watson. And not Sherlock and Holmes, like Clyde said. Do you think a little bit of him died when he heard that? Because he think, fuck, what did I say in that counsellor's office? He probably isn't bothered about it. And there's me going, for fuck's sake. He's He's got Gabe on it. Because it was Clyde who said it, hasn't he? He's yeah. got Gabe on his lap. So his, his, his brain's melted at this point. Maybe that's the point. Is Yeah, he's, he's just losing it. He just can't hack it. Anyway, we finally find out who the next two campmates are heading out. Before that happens, Ooh. to try to take it back slightly. No, go. But Bobby, um, I can't more context. He says it in now, but he, he says, "You two legends." Like what, really to, rub, to to Clyde, yeah, just Amazing. to rub. I think, and it just rubs it in. To, I think to everybody else. Oh, that's so good. It's good. That's so good. Gabe, Clyde, you know who won't be next? You two legends. Yeah, so we finally find out who the next campmates are who are heading out on the Camp Pleasant bus tour. And they are Jada and Kaylee. So who did you think as soon as you heard that? I I, I thought Kaylee's got to go. Yeah, I thought Kaylee's going, yeah. And and also, Jada, I am convinced, doesn't know the difference between television and reality. <laughs> I honestly think she thought she was going to die. Or is she the greatest actress Oh man, if 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 she if she pulls it off and she is the killer, the um, most unbelievable thing ever. That'd be incredible. I'd love it. I would act and respect. You know, if it's not SJ, I want it to be Jada. To be fair, we get Bobby's scary campfire story. You can't have a campfire without a scary story, right? I got one for you. Once upon a night, two campers went for a walk in a wood. They came up to a sign and it forced them to split up and go in other directions. Same as every time. 
one of the campers emerged onto a deserted country road. There was a street light, and it was shining onto a bus stop. There was a duffel bag in the middle of the road. Checking both ways, always check both ways. The camper crept onto the road. Nothing was coming. They looked inside the bag, there was a note. It said, watch out for the bus. They panicked and jumped back, and they looked both ways again. Nothing. But wait, what was that in the distance? Some lights shone down the road. Was it their savior? A passerby here to help? No. Imagine their disappointment when a tiny remote control bus parked in the middle of the road. There was something written on the side of the bus. It said, not this bus, the other bus. Looked all around them in terror. What bus? That fucking bus, buddy. The camper was flattened on the road like a meat pancake. It makes me want to be sick. Bleh, bleh, bleh. Bruce emerged from the bus, smiling inside his bloody mask, feeling pretty good about himself. Because mommy always said, no witnesses. I know we've just played the audio, but we still need to talk about a couple of things. They go for the walk, head their separate ways into the woods, and we see that Kaylee ends up on a deserted country road. She sees a package with a note, and it mentions something about a bus. It rattles on a little bit, but when that camper van falls out the sky and crushes her at the exact same moment that Bobby is shouting, That fucking bus, buddy! <laughs> had to rewatch it yeah. it was such a good and then moment. straight away after he's like he says that that makes me want to be sick and he's a heaving yeah it's, the, it's so good and he's like heaving all over him bobby just absolutely yeah. makes this show oh definitely when jada returns we hear alexandra burke's version i think of hallelujah yeah, it was it was yeah. it which was. is a bit oddly placed but okay yeah. people are well happy that kaylee's dead and just before we see next week, Bruce enters the camp and the show ends. Fantastic. That is what you call a cliffhanger because Bruce goes in. But then we see next week and realize they're not all killed around the campfire, but there will be another vote off. 
SJ could actually be a goner, which would be tragic if that happens. Yeah, if, especially if he gets voted. Because how many is there left now? J- Jada won't vote for him, but but Gabe and Clyde will. So that's two one. Moira, she might just protect herself. Maybe. To yeah, she herself. probably would to protect herself. Although they did get on well in their last episode. Uh, yeah, and then who else is there? Syra. Uh, Syra. Bella. Bella. But I, th- I think quite a few of them could be easily led astray. Yeah, just to protect it, themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, I'm not looking forward to it. No, nor me. And it, I might yeah, just not watch it now. I might just end it there. Yeah, call it a day. And so SJ won. Yeah. There you go. First question. Good death. Better death. Better. Yeah. Like I'm. I mean, you know, like it's a it's a good death, but I'm you know I'm not a fan of the you know extravagant. I know what you mean. Um. But it wasn't. It wasn't eating an ice cream out the back of a. No, it wasn't. No, or a dick rocket. But I think you, you'd notice a, a, a bus above you. No, you you say that, mate. You don't know that that was you know two miles above her. What if they dropped that from the edge of space or something like several <laughs> miles up? And like... oh, it's got red ball plastered on it, <laughs> and Bruce has got yeah. a helmet on. And that's uh, what was his name again? Oh God, there's one to dig out. You, the old Bumgartner. It was Bumgartner, <laughs> wasn't it? It was Felix Felix Bumgardner. Is that how you remember it? Yeah. Yeah. I was like I was like, is it Ars Builder? What's his name? <laughs> I don't even know if it's Felix now. I can't remember. Uh, do you know I was about to say Felix, so I reckon it is Felix. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not like a cat falling from the sky. Second question then, not related to the killer or anything like that, but <laughs> Is it related was... to the show? Yeah. Okay. What was the point of Kaylee? <gasps> Literally my second note. <laughs> Right, I don't know if you can see this. Oh, it's wrong, it's wrong right. camera. It's wrong camera. What was, what the, was point? the point, was of, the point Kaylee? of Kaylee? It's exactly the same. Exactly the same. <laughs> um, I think she just missed her flight. I had to get there a few it days almost, later. Honestly, almost feels like they screwed up somewhere and had to insert someone, or she was always promised to go on the show, or she perhaps she's like, um, you know, like who, whoever the producers are of the show. That's what their if, daughter. Yeah, their daughter's like, yeah. Oh, daddy owns a production no, I think, company. I think if anything, it's maybe to go in and stir it up a bit. She definitely did that fair play to her. I didn't mind mm. her. I had no issues with her. It just I, seemed a bit like, you. why don't you just have someone at the start? Probably an extra person at the start. Mm. Unless they did their maths wrong. It's like, oh no, hang on, we've got, we've got one less. We need to get someone else in. Oh fuck, the seesaw's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah, we, we need double murder day, but we, we haven't got enough. God knows. Um, who's the killer? Clyde. It has to be, right? Do you still, do you still think there's two? Nah, not convinced. I'm not convinced there's two. But if there's another vote off tomorrow, imagine they vote one off. I think they will become a second. Mm. Imagine SJ is the killer and they get rid of him tomorrow. We'll see. Who do you want to win? SJ. Yeah, got to be SJ. And like, yeah. If Bella's still listening, Bella. Oh, 100% Bella if she's still listening. <laughs> if she's not, then it's SJ. <laughs> and everything aside, who will win? Um, I, th- I, th- I think at some point it will backfire on Clyde and Gabe. And then and, and maybe Jada, like a third party, will sneak in. Yeah. If it is Clyde, then Gabe's going to die before the end. You'd have to. Yeah, he'd have to. Because he's too strong. Yeah. And Clyde would take him as far as he needs him. 
Yeah, because he does need him at the moment. Yeah, so I'm going to say Jada, maybe. Jada might sneak in it. Mm. Imagine Mora does it, the dim one. That would be fantastic as well. She's quite sus as well, though, isn't she? Yeah. I feel a lot better going into this episode than I did from the last one. This is this is, this is is great. Mm. I, I can't wait to see what happens next. Well, next week we see some sort of eating contest. Oh, I can't wait. Do you think that is uh, outside the hut or on the lake? <laughs> Do you think that one of them will have to eat hot dogs from someone else's fingers and then put up a massive fuss and be like, oh, no, I can't. It's gross. Let's <laughs> get down here. Yeah. I mean, I eat McDonald's from outside the front of my house. <laughs> so I wasn't going to bring it up. I definitely, definitely eat hot dogs from someone else's hands. I don't mind. On that note, we will call it there. We will go headfirst into episode six when we return next time. If you're still with us, thanks for listening. Come and say hello on Twitter. We're at Presents Jam because Jam Presents was already taken. For more content like this, head over to jasonandmike.com. We'll be back next week with more Killer Camp. <laughs>